This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 22, Hot Resources for the IELTS Exam. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the examiner of excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, you'll get three textbook recommendations for the IELTS exam and three other creative ways to practice for the IELTS. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey Jessica, how are you doing today? Hey Lindsay, fantastic. I'm I'm managing to stay warm and unsick. Is that a word? Really? Unsick? That's good because <laughs> a lot of people are getting sick now. So that's good that you're not getting sick. Wow, you must have a good immune system, huh? I guess so. I guess it's all that that bicycle riding and playing soccer keeps me healthy because <laughs> you're active. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, excellent. So today we are back with another awesome TOEFL. Sorry, TOEFL. What am I talking about? This is not a TOEFL episode. <laughs> another awesome IELTS episode. And we've yeah. gotten a couple questions, Jessica, from our listeners. And the question today is what resources do we recommend for IELTS prep? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I mean, there are so many textbooks, right? There are so many yeah. IELTS books out there. And, and even, even teachers have a lot of books that they, they don't like. I mean, a lot of books just don't work. So, um, when students ask me this, I usually tell them that they can practice by themselves the reading and the listening with textbooks, but the mm-hmm. speaking and the writing, you really need a native speaker to help you out with. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people want a native speaker. It's hard for them to find them though, right? Sometimes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's some of the resources I wanted to, wanted to talk about today. Like how in Boston, for example, if you have students in Boston, are, are there any free sort of chat activities that students can seek mm, out? That's a great question. Yeah. So let's see. There are some meetups that you can attend, right? Mm. So, you know, every week, every month or so, you know, someone will hold a kind of an ESL meetup. Or you can always arrange a language exchange on Craigslist, which is something that I did when I was learning Spanish. And that actually worked, but it wasn't for test prep. Yeah, yeah. I think in the preparation, though, you don't have to just focus on test prep like we've Mm. talked about, right? You need Mm -hmm. you need the balanced practice. So uh, Mm. if you're going to practice speaking, then you just you just need to find a a person to to help you get your confidence up to absolutely right to a lot of the comments. People are just so worried about their vocabulary or or simply opening their mouths to a foreigner. So that's what they need to Mm -hmm. practice. Just talking. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you'll feel when you walk into the exam, right? For sure. Of course. Practice makes almost perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Almost perfect. (laughs) Um, Here in Portland, for example, there all the public libraries have um, something they call talk time where anybody could show up and practice English for free. It's for non-native speakers and you could just go and chat to volunteers at the library. Very cool. Very cool. So I'm sure that our listeners may be able to find something like this, even if they're living abroad, you know, and as we were saying in another episode in the local neighborhood, you know, in your city where international people tend to hang out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. There'll be expat areas or like bars or shopping plazas or some sort of area where you you'll be able to find expats. Um, But I don't know. I think it's difficult to just approach somebody on the street and say, will you teach me English? Right. Because that's, of course, that's be very nice. But if no. you, I think if you want to approach it um, more structured, you can post an advertisement at a university in your town because there are always going to be English speakers at the university in the city where you live. You know, yes. there's always going to be English speakers Definitely. And, and usually students need money. Yeah. Or just right. a free language exchange where right. you sort of mm-hmm. share, you teach them and they'll teach you. Yeah. Or a Skillshare, right? I love mm-hmm. the idea of exchanging skills for skills. So yeah. for example, if you know how to code a website, I bet a lot of people want to learn how to code a website. They want to oh, learn HTML, totally. for example. Right. So you could teach them to code a website. Maybe you could put together a deal, right? Ten times you sit down with them and, you know, speak in English and learn to code. That is such a great idea. And then also while you are teaching somebody else your skill that you're confident in and you're talking about it in English, I think that's a great way to to practice your speaking and gain confidence also. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, that's a really good point, Jessica. That's so true because what happens is You know, we actually mentioned this in a previous episode, a student of mine here in Boston started tutoring economics in his business school to his classmates, and he had to tutor in English, right? And he just did an amazing job. He just stopped being self-conscious, and he was really into his tutoring. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Focusing on the economics, yeah. Yeah, when when I see students that start talking about something they love, like a movie or a favorite band or, I don't know, a funny story that happened on the weekend, and they... They, they sort of forget to be nervous, you know? Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. We, we get pulled out of our heads. Yeah, yeah. We all, Which is, we all need that. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a, that's a skill we want to learn to do that in preparation for the test, too, because that's really what we also want to have happen on the test, if it's possible, right? Exactly. We want to get pulled out of that nervous energy. Yeah, yeah. And part of doing that to to get rid of our anxiety is to prepare and to gain more confidence. So if we if we want to get back to the the resources, I think we're going to talk about anxiety in another episode, right? That's right. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to come back to that very soon, guys. So don't worry, we're coming back to anxiety. But let's go back. (laughs) We're we're getting getting sidetracked. That's Um, right. (laughs) Yeah. So um, as far as speaking goes, uh, advertise to university students in your area that speak English. I really love that Skillshare idea. That's super mm-hmm. awesome. And for writing, also go to the universities and some of the private language schools will have writing labs for students. And you you might have to pay for some of the writing labs, but it's going to be a minimal amount. Or do like what we're talking about with speaking. Do a sort of language exchange or skills exchange where 
a university student or a teacher or a tutor helps you with your writing skills in exchange mm -hmm. for something that you can help them with. Okay. I like it. I like it. Hey guys, this is your year to get a seven on the IELTS exam. And the only way to get a seven is to be prepared. And the only way to be prepared is to know what the examiner wants, especially on the speaking section. And we've put together a cheat sheet for you to find out exactly what the examiner wants on the speaking section of the IELTS. You can get it instantly for free. Go to allearsenglish.com slash evaluation and download your cheat sheet now for free. See you there. The, the best book, I think, for learning about academic English, because I was I was surprised by a lot of the comments that we received so far about IELTS that mm -hmm. students just don't know where to start. They don't even know how to approach this whole essay okay. thing, you know? Ooh, so okay. I think mm -hmm. um, a good place to start is Introduction to Academic English. Okay. That that's book. a title name? Yeah, that's the name of the title, Introduction to Academic English. It's been around for years. It's, it's a series that has many new editions because it's been re-released so many times. It's it's just, it's fantastic. I love mm -hmm. teaching it and you can study with it on your own. You don't need someone to go through it with you. And what are the qualities of that book that make it so good? Like what should students look for when they go after a resource? Oh, that's a good question. I think as far as writing, you you want something that um that is interesting that's going to to pull you in and really help you generate ideas. There should be a lot of brainstorming activities and vocabulary activities that get you reading and talking about something in conjunction with the writing. Yeah, but helping you to come up with ideas in other ways. Okay. You know, so just learning to create that kind of funnel of ideas in your mind. Yeah. And that's something I really like about the introduction to academic English. It has really nice visuals, really nice word maps to help you jump from one idea to another and help you to stay focused in your brainstorm. Okay. And that is important because sometimes we get these textbooks and they have these long chunks of, of, of text, right? And it's so yeah. hard to kind of focus, to know what to focus on. So if certain yeah. books will highlight the most important key points, then that's really helpful and it makes it feel so much less overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And this book, it starts really small, you know, it starts with just sentence, then ideas, then paragraph that, you know, it really, it really builds um, nicely. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. What about as far as listening? What could our listeners do to improve their listening for the listening section of the test? What kind of resources could they use? Um, as we've, we've talked about before, that balanced practice is really important. So as mm -hmm. far as improving your comprehension, your, your general ability to understand what you're reading and what you're listening to. Podcasts, of course. Podcasts are great. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say podcasts are really the best way. No, but, <laughs> um, but any, anytime you're listening to native speakers in an interesting way, something that is going to motivate you that you want to understand. So podcast movies, TV shows, mm -hmm. um, get Netflix or I'm sure in, in, 
you're in the country that our listeners are in, there are other avenues for downloading movies. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty. <laughs> so just get exposure to the na- to the language, right? Um, to English. Yeah. Just really bring. Yeah. Ex- okay. Yeah. And it. there's always, well, usually on a lot of these sites, there's a closed captioning button that you could press and then the English subtitles will come on. So that'll mm. really help you as well. Um, and for reading, of course, magazines, newspapers. Websites, blogs, you know, novels, whatever you're interested in. However, if we're going to talk about textbook resources that I recommend, because there were some questions about that from listeners, um, because there's so many to choose from. One of our listeners mentioned the Cambridge series, and that is by far the best example of what you're going to see on the IELTS test. Okay. Okay. And does that have a lot of practice tests also that come come with it or it's, can we get those somewhere else it's only it's just practice tests it's That's only all practice it is. Tests. yeah you can Fantastic. Uh, uh, all the answers are in the back of the book there are in i can't remember which ones there are writing models not all of the the series have writing models in the back but there are good examples of of essays in the back that answer the writing questions in the book but as far as um, helping you to practice or strengthen your skills these books won't do that. They'll help you practice the test. That's it. Okay. That's a really important distinction, right? So yeah. we need to do a little bit of both, I think, because in a previous episode, you mentioned that it's really a good idea to kind of intersperse our test practice as we're preparing, but not just do the test preparation and not just do the stuff outside of the test. So we got to do both. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've seen, I've seen students go both ways. You know, you cannot do any <laughs> test practice and you'll do, you'll do pretty well. I'd say maybe you'll get like a five, maybe a six. But if you're shooting for a seven, you really need to do test practice as well. And then, you know, on the other side, I've seen students just just mow through those Cambridge books and not (laughs) and not do anything else. And then they still get a five and they don't understand why. And they don't know why. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, we want you to succeed on this exam. So the key takeaway here that I'm hearing from Jessica is that we need to integrate our practice, right? We need to go for those normal everyday activities where we're using English and, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, going to the library. And then we need to do our practice tests and really focus in on that exam itself. Yeah, yeah. Find find practice that's interesting for you. Of course, the test practice is going to be the same no matter what. You can't choose that. You can choose the quality of the test practice, which Cambridge is going to bring you the closest to what you'll actually see on the exam. But as far as strengthening your skills, you need to find something that motivates you. If you're interested totally. in cars, you know, then watch some reality show about about mechanics <laughs> fixing cars. My husband <laughs> loves that stuff. There's, oh, very cool. <laughs> there's there's going to be content out there for anything you're interested in that's in English, you know? Absolutely. I really like that idea, you know, guys. English is learning is supposed to be fun. This is not meant to be drudgery. Yeah, Yeah, we just we need to keep ourselves engaged in the learning process so we can actually get those sevens that we want. And the only way to stay engaged is to find material that we actually enjoy consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily nowadays, there's there is so much content. It's a bit overwhelming, but it does mean yeah. that I think anything, literally anything you're interested in, you can okay. you can find a blog, a video, you can find something about it online. I like that. So the sky is the limit, as we say, <laughs> right, Jessica? <laughs> oh, I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing all these awesome resource ideas with us. And uh 
So guys, go out there, explore what you see, what you can find to, to keep practicing and get ready for that exam and stay motivated. Yeah. I like it. Awesome. Any final thing you want to mention, Jessica? Um, actually, there was one more, one more textbook Ooh, I wanted okay. to, me- to mention for lower levels. If you're just getting into IELTS, I'd say pre-intermediate, mm-hmm. intermediate level. I would explore the IELTS Foundation series. So that's the name, okay. IELTS Foundation. That's a really okay. good skill builder, not just for text pra- test practice, but but also building your skills. Excellent. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for these ideas, Jessica. This is fantastic. My pleasure. And, uh, <laughs> we'll wrap it up for today, but have a good one. You too, Lindsay. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>